Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Plus Model Radio, the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, January 4th, 2010. Happy New Year to everyone. Plus Model Radio went on a brief hiatus for the holidays, so we're back and better than ever and have lots of exciting guests lined up for 2010. So make sure you keep it locked right here. And if you haven't already, make sure you check out the latest edition of Plus Model Magazine with America's Next Top Model winner, Whitney Thompson, on the cover. Plus Model Magazine definitely started the year off with a bang with lots of hot editorials and articles as always. But today, it's all about the brand new webisode series entitled Kindred. Kindred was written, produced, and directed by Sister Pack Productions, which stands for Sisters Pursuing Artistic Clarity. Sister Pack is an entertainment production company working in film, television, new and interactive media. Their mission is to create original works of art that represent a variety of real perspectives and strive to pursue artistic clarity. Leading the charge are Sister Pack's three creative directors and co-founders, Maureen Aladdin, Ella Turin, and Jessica Hartley. Each has been in the business of creativity for over 20 years. Now as a collective, Sister Pack is taking their talents and energies to new levels, ready to take the entertainment industry by storm. Their latest project, Kindred, provides a no-holds-barred look at issues that all women face. Kindred reveals how three everyday women tackle love, life, and work while dealing with daunting, life-changing issues such as sexual harassment, infidelity, drug abuse, deadly diseases, racism, and homosexuality. Into the world of Carmela Scott, Colette Robbins, and Angelina Chambers, three 20-something African-American women who are first cousins as they navigate family, work, and love against the gritty skyline of New York City. Plus, Model Magazine is a proud sponsor of the Kindred series, and it is my pleasure to welcome today's guests on the show, who are not only the creative directors and co-founders of the Sister Pack Productions, but are also the leading ladies of Kindred. So coming up later on the show will be Jessica Hartley and Ella Turin, but up first is Maureen Aladdin. Maureen is an actress, writer, and producer projects that she's worked on has been on CNN.com and the iReport Film Festival for her 2008 presidential election commercial. She's currently producing a youth show 
a youth sports show inside the Orange Bowl YFA on Fox Sun Sports. Maureen has a background in theater and has also appeared in NYC TV's There's So New York. She has a BA in political science from Stony Brook University and an MA in computer science from the New York Institute of Technology. She brings the production, management, and organizational skills to the table for Sister Pack and for Kindred. Let's welcome Maureen to the show. Hi. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. So Thank you for a beautiful introduction. Oh, well, thank you for being on the show. I I watched it, and it's a, a really good show, and it's well-produced, and everything is so great, so I can't wait to get into it and talk more about it. Thank you so much. We're very excited about it. We we're really excited to launch it. Now, on your bio... It says you're an actor, writer, and producer, but you have degrees in political science and computer science. So how did this happen that you got into the entertainment field? Well, I've always been a very creative person. So although I majored in political science at Stony Brook and received an MS at NYIT, I was always writing, always involved in music. I used to sing way back in the day, <laughs> so I've always been a very creative person. I took theater classes and acting classes, and it was always something that I wanted to do full-time. So although I, I majored in political science and computer science, it only added to my creativity. So when did you realize that you had creative talented talents that you wanted to explore explore further? Well, for a really long time. I mean, it, it dates back to high school for me. I was always writing or creating some type of story, some type of song. So it's always been something that I wanted to do full time. Now, how did Sister Pack come about? Now, am I saying it right, Sister Pack? Is yeah, that... that's correct. It is okay. Sister Pack. I wasn't uh, sure if it was like Pac or. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is Pack. We came together in 2004. Uh, Ella and Jessica were actually at a theater school, the Harlem Theater School, together. Ella and I actually attended college together. And now, are I, any of you related? No, we're not related. Okay. <laughs> we're not related, but we have been extremely close. We've been in the business of acting for a very long time, and I came into theater school after them, and we decided when we were going on auditions, it's pretty hard. It's very tough out there. And when we were getting callbacks and not actually getting roles, we decided that we wanted to create roles for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We wanted to create an opportunity, a platform to showcase our talent without having someone place a stamp on us and say, okay, we think you're talented, we think you're ready, here's this role. So we decided to just put our creative juices together, write our own work, and cast ourselves. Now, was it hard getting started? Because I know a lot of people want to do the same thing, but then they can never get it to the point where you are today. Well, we've always been very driven, and we have a lot of great chemistry together. When we are in our writing sessions, it's just a lot of creativity brewing. So, we decided to do something. We were very driven about it. We were ambitious about it, and we, we put our heads together and just went after it. We said, this is what we want, and this is what we're going to go after, and this is the result of it. 
Now, you bring the production management and organizational skills to the table for the company. So what exactly does that entail? Well, production is pretty much bringing Now, we all do this as well, but as a producer, it's about bringing all of the elements together. It's about finding the right crew. It's about getting a director. It's about getting the equipment. It's about taking care of casting. We've all had a, a role in this. But when you're a producer, it takes a lot to make all of those elements come together. I mean, getting a cast together and making sure that everyone can actually shoot on the schedule is something that really takes a lot of time because right. everyone's schedule has to be coordinated. So just getting all of the elements together is something that's really important as a producer. It's it's what allows you to see the end result. Now, for those listening that are not familiar with the term webisode, tell right. us exactly what that is. So webisode, everyone is familiar with episodes from TV. Right. So because this has been launched online, this is this has become a new phenomenon over the maybe past two or three years where people have introduced webisodes to the Internet. So it's basically, basically a form of television but for the Internet. So it's a shorter form. You, you may not watch something that's as long as an hour or a half an hour. It may be as long as 10 minutes long, anywhere from two minutes to 10 minutes long. That's a webisode. So it's a much shorter version of an episode. Okay, without the commercials. Without the commercials. You can have commercials depending <laughs> depending on how popular your series is. And then, of course, you have people who are endorsing and you have commercials in between. So it just depends on the popularity of your series. We are just getting started, but we have a lot of people who are actually interested in the series. We've been getting a lot of great feedback. It's been an amazing journey. Now, what um, genre would Kindred fall under? Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? We call it, we like to call it a dramedy. It's drama and comedy. So it's a little of everything. It's a little of, it's a lot of drama, but there is some comedy as well. And now, in the webisode, the character you play is Angelina Chambers. So yeah. Tell us Angelina. about your, uh, you, tell us about your character. Angelina Chambers is a marketing director for a pharmaceutical company, one of the largest in New York City, called SciTech. And she's also the youngest of the Kindred Cousins. She is driven. She's ambitious. She is a diva at large. <laughs> and everything that she does, she does to perfection. But she also has to struggle with pleasing herself instead of pleasing everyone else. In particular, she has to please her mother, and she's going to sort of hit rock bottom when she gets to a point where she realizes, okay, I have to start pleasing myself. I have to be happy with myself. But that's later on in the series, and I can't give you all of the secrets. So is, <laughs> so everything, already, is everything already filmed from beginning to end, and you're just um, releasing it every so often? Well, we've actually filmed three webisodes. So the first three webisodes give you a taste of the three kindred cousins and their mothers as well. Again, uh, the storyline is placed against the gritty skyline of New York City. Ella and I are originally from New York, and Jessica has lived here for over 10 years, and we definitely wanted to incorporate a place that was familiar to us, which is New York. 
And we just managed to weave together a very sexy story about three first cousins who happen to represent many of the everyday women we know and the issues that they undergo with love, work, and life. And so the characters that you see, Angelina Chambers, Colette Robbins, and Carmela Scott, which are all played by myself, Jessica, and Ella, they are sort of undergoing the finding yourself stage of life. Mm-hmm. And the drama is just, it's, it's, it's uh, something that's made for TV, so it's extra spicy. <laughs> we had to add in the language. Extra. I will say it's language for... Yes, there's a little bit of, of that. <laughs> of course, you have to add some of extra drama and, and not keep it so plain so that people will be interested. It's, it's, this right. was something that was originally written for TV, and we actually had our pilot sent over to a really top, a top exec over in L.A. who absolutely loved the writing, but it didn't fit their network at the time. And this is what led us to say, listen, we're just going to put this out there ourselves and we decided to just shoot it ourselves. Now, how close um, are you to the character you play in this series? (laughs) Good question. Well, I'm very driven. I'm very ambitious. And... um, are you well, a super my sister, diva? my sister, past partners like to call me a diva, but <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I will claim it, but not all the time. So I've got a little bit of diva in me, yes, every once in a while. Well, was the character based on you in any way? You know, in a way, yes, and in other ways, no. I mean, that's where you have the question of life imitating art or art imitating life, and in in some respects you always pull some things from your own experience, but then you pull it from things that you've undergone in life and and things that you've also seen. So it could be me, it could be someone that I know, it could be a fictional character, but there are small elements of of me in there. (laughs) Now, besides uh, the webisode, Kindred, do you have anything else coming up that we can be on the lookout for since you're um, involved in so many things? We do have a bunch of amazing projects on the table. Um, I can't disclose those projects at this time, but we uh, have created so many pilots, everything from comedy to drama to reality shows. We have some really great reality shows. I will tell you about one, which is a cooking show for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, is something that we're really excited about. And there's another one that I'd love to share, but I can't share that at this time. But we do have a lot of great projects that we will be introducing in 2010. Okay, so this is going to be a big year for your production company. It is. We're definitely excited, definitely, definitely excited. We're, we're all, we've been um, leading up to this point for quite some time, and to see it accepted by our audience is, is just, you know, something overwhelming in a way. Now, do you ever cast for um, actors to be a part of the show? Do I ever cast an actress? Um, yeah. Do you ever ca- look for a cast to be a part of um, Kindred or any other project? Yes. I mean, we have actually one of the mothers that is in Kindred was in one of our short films. So we definitely have worked with people that we've worked with in the past in Kindred, and it's just been an amazing run because we know the work. We we have 
good chemistry there, great vibe. So it's always fun to work with people that you've worked with before, and they can also see our own development and how we've come from something that we've done in the past to what we're doing now. What I'm saying, like for somebody listening that's uh, my actor, is there any way to submit? To oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You can send us your information to Casting, so that's S-I-S-T-A-P-A-C casting at gmail.com. Or you can go directly to our site, sistapack.com, and send us an email from there. And you're based in the New York area, so you would always probably specifically be looking for people in that area, right? Well, right now we're based in the New York area, but we hope to be by coastal <laughs> soon. Okay. Um, but we are based in New York, so if you send your headshots and your resume to sisterpackcasting at gmail.com or, again, to sisterpack.com, we will definitely keep an eye out for it. And anything else that we're doing, we will look at the headshots and the resumes, and if anyone fits the part, we'll get in contact with them. Cool. So tell us um, the official website again for the project. So for the series, it's, Kindred, K-I-N-D-R-E-D, series.com. And you can find us on all the social networking sites. On We have a Ming site. We have our Facebook fan page. We have Twitter, and we have MySpace as well. And you can find all of our social networking sites on kindredseries.com. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I love the show and can't wait to see what happens next. Thank you, Shanice. Keep watching. Love is for Two is up. And we also, we launched on November 21st, so we have a really great behind-the-scenes look at our launch premiere event where over 200 guests came out, and we just had a really great time. We had a performance by Music Choice and VH1 artist Rob Marat. It was just such a great, great night, and yeah, we're really happy really about nice. it. It looked really nice. I wish I was out there so I could attend, but... Well, it, well, because any, if anyone didn't get a chance to see it, they could definitely look at the video and, and hopefully enjoy it from there. And we just have a lot more great things to come. Well, I look forward to it. And now we're going to go on to the, the other half of the production company. Okay. Thank you so much, Denise. Thank you. Happy New Year. You too. Bye-bye. Now, up next is Jessica Hartley. She's an actress, writer, director, and marketing consultant. She likes to consider herself a jack of all trades, and she's currently an account director at the global marketing and technology firm in NYC. As a marketing consultant for small businesses and artists of color, she started her own marketing consulting firm, V-I-M-E, and is geared towards helping artists and entrepreneurs of color market their products and services. She has a BA from Purdue University and an MBA with a specialization in media management from Metropolitan College of New York. She's currently working on her second novel along with her first screenplay and teleplay, and her contributions to Sister Pack and Kindred are her interactive and marketing expertise with a strong understanding of how to target the various audience for the project. Let's welcome Jessica to the show. Hello, good evening. Hi, thank you so much for being on the show. 
Thank you so much for having us, Shanice. It's, it's just been a pleasure to work with you guys as a media sponsor for the show and, and just partnering with us and Sister Pack. So thank you. It's, it's, I'm very happy to be here. Yes, now you are the marketing guru behind this project. <laughs> so tell us about your company. I said V-I-M-E. Tell us what does that stand for and what do you yeah. do? That is the that's the extra long name. I uh, I unfortunately got so excited um, when I was uh, coming up with the name for my company that I didn't take my own advice that I'd probably get to a small business that I would be consulting with and saying you know keep it short and simple. So Vine actually is an acronym which is short for um, Viscosity Media and Marketing Entertainment. And it's all about viscosity, of course, means sort of resistance to flow. A lot of people don't remember the word viscosity, but if they remember viscous and being in like sixth or seventh grade and, you know, having to do the density columns where you put the different liquids in a bottle and some rise to the top. Oh, you went way back with that one. I know, I took it way back. (laughs) But for me, that word always stuck to me um, because – For me, I'm all about helping small businesses and artists of color really understand that you can't just, you know, you get a lot of people out here that are trying to put a CD together, and, you know, they'll hand you a CD and say, listen to my CD, but they've, you know, written on the cover, and it looks very sloppily done. And so for me, it's the same thing with the business. I mean, a lot of people who have wonderful business ideas and and have poured a lot of time and money into the products and uh, services that they're attempting to offer but they aren't putting enough time and energy into the marketing part of what they're offering. So, you know, they'll have a handmade business card or something that doesn't look very professional. They won't have a website. And in 2010, you can't not have a website. There's too many very simple, easy template programs. Get your younger cousin or your sister or your brother or a friend to put you something together. So um, my sort of mission for, for my sort of side company, if you will, and then the skills that I help to bring to Sistapak are really about um, utilizing low-cost, effective ways of marketing your products and services. And for me, of course, viscous means resistance to flow, so I'm helping people to resist trying to be normal and to try to be different and make themselves stand out from a marketing perspective. Now, what stood out to me um, about the description for your company is you said marketing consultant for artists of color. Mm -hmm. So what types of things do you feel artists of color are lacking from other companies? Oh, wow. (laughs) We could talk. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, when I I use the word artist because um, I come in contact with a lot of people, whether they're spoken word artists or they're singers or they're rappers, or they're actors, um, or painters, um, or filmmakers. We're all artists in in some sort of way if if we're in the business of creating something for others to enjoy and maybe hopefully buy and make us a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. Um, And the biggest mistake, the same sort of thing that I um, just mentioned about a small business, sort of, you know, the, the talent is there but without this this sort of proper packaging. And and it's not going out, and if you're a singer or a rapper, you know, going out and buying some Louis Vuitton shoes or trying to have, like, the latest fashion or trend. Sometimes it's about making the package complete so that Mm -hmm. when I meet you, I see the package, I hear the package, meaning what you're saying, the types of words that you're using, how you're describing yourself. A lot of people don't even have 
no matter what kind of artist, they can't even explain who they are and what they do. So mm. if I say, oh, you're a singer, uh, what's your name and what kind? what's your genre of music? Well, I'm kind of, and I don't know what I feel like. Well, if you can't mm-hmm. explain it to me, then how am I supposed to explain it to the rest of the world? So right. You're supposed to be able to promote yourself the best. You have to be able to promote yourself the best, absolutely. So those are the type of things I like to work with um, with artists on, again, no matter uh, what type of artist you are. So it's everything from uh, sort of the, the outlook and how you look and how you sort of embody who you are, um, helping to sort of craft and mold your art form. A lot of people are very talented, but they don't they haven't really sort of found that way to communicate the talent within to to the to the audience without um without to the audience outside of them mm-hmm. um and then also the marketing materials that go along with that so you know it's very easy to go down to staples everybody can get access to printers or office max and you know go buy cd covers and go buy cd labels and and mm-hmm. do something a little more professional that you know we're not writing um we're not using a sharpie on a CD cover anymore. Right. Um, get a website together. Well, and and a web Facebook is nice, but Facebook is only one tool, um, and one and you know MySpace is nice, but again MySpace is only one tool. There are a lot of free programs out there where if you can use Microsoft Word or PowerPoint, you can go in and build yourself a website in less than a few hours. And it could look nice. It might not be the most flashiest. You know, it's not Puff Daddy's website or Jay Z's <laughs> website or Beyonce's website, but it's still a website that. It's professional, and same thing for an actor, so that when I come online, because, you know, it's interesting that um, when I was listening to you guys talk with Maureen, and where can I send my headshot, and where can I send your resume, you give it a few more years, people are going to say, don't email me a headshot or a resume, I don't want an attachment, send me the link to your website. Because there I should be able to see multiple pictures of you. Your whole press kit. It should be a whole sort of presentation of who you are. I should be able to see a video reel. I might get a beautiful picture from you, but I have no idea if you can really act. Right. And and that can be applied, too, to models because, you know, a lot of plus-size models listen to this show. Absolutely. um, Absolutely. I mean, the the, the models, um, you know, no matter what size you are, but particularly because there's so much scrutiny on plus-size models, Having that website, having that professional uh, comp card that's made, and that a lot of people think that, oh, God, I don't have enough money. Like I said, the website is easy. Website programs are out there. You can go do something for free, and if you can't do it, I'm sure there's somebody who loves you enough, is your homie or homegirl enough, that will help you to put it together. Always having that package helps to sell because the first thing I see about you is the first thing and last thing that I might ever remember about you. And you want to be memorable, but you want to be memorable in a a good way. And I will say, um, you know, you get one shot to make a first impression. And when I got the Kindred uh, press kit, I was very impressed. And I was like, hmm, they look like they got it going on. This is something we need to team with. So, you know, all of that makes a, a good impression. Absolutely, absolutely. And to be honest, put it, I was the one that sort of shepherded and put together the press kit, of course, with lots of input from Maureen and Ella. But that was a labor of love because I knew that the majority of people that we would be reaching out to be partners or sponsors for the project would not have heard who Sisapak was. Most often not would have, would not have known who Jessica Hartley was or Maureen Aladdin or mm-hmm. Ella Seren. Um, they won't have heard of Kindred. They'll say, well, so either what is that or am I even interested in being a part of that? So 
if the first thing that you ever hear from us is an email with either an attachment or a link to an attachment to view a presentation or a press kit from us, it has to blow you away. And, yeah. you know, I don't have, we don't have money to hire some big marketing firm like what right. I work for for a regular basis to go and uh, create that for us. So I have to take all of the tools that I have and that I've amassed over the years to say, okay, well, if I'm going to make a PowerPoint presentation, I'm going to make this the most kick-butt PowerPoint presentation anybody's ever seen. Right, and right. It's a, it's a it's the labor of love, but a lot of time and attention. A lot of people will put together a beautiful presentation, but they won't spell check. Exactly. So you know, so the first within the first three to four pages, you read a, you're looking at a really great, really well thought out presentation. There are multiple typos. It's kind of like okay, well if if this is the attention to detail that you put or lack of, I should say, you put into this presentation, what does that tell me about the final product? Right. One of the things that was important for us was when we sort of started getting this out there, when we started talking to sponsors and you guys, we didn't even have a product to show you. We didn't even have the final uh, trailer. We didn't have the final webisode of the first webisode. So we had to step out on faith and creativity and professionalism and hope that would be enough to sort of interest sponsors and partners to say, we like what these girls or these ladies, should I say, or these women are doing. We like what they're putting together, and we're interested in and we see the professionalism in the marketing materials that they're producing. And if they put half as much effort into this PowerPoint presentation as they put into the rest of the product of what they're trying to market as well as the marketing campaign that is going to support that product, we want to be on board. Now let's talk about your character on the show. Oh, my character, Colette Robbins. Yes, now tell us about your character. Okay, so Colette, she actually sort of leads off Webisode 1, and I won't give away too much detail if folks haven't uh, logged on just yet to go see Webisode 1. Um, but Colette Robbins is a uh, chief of staff for a um, politician who is based out of Brooklyn. So she is, in comparison to Angelina, uh, you know, who's the diva and a little bit of a, a you-who-know-what at times, <laughs> and Karma, who's kind of like the, 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 the 2000 version of a flower child and very sort of free and open. Um, Colette is just, you know, she's the down-to-earth woman uh, she's all about the people and, and going out and being in the community. I mean, she has a law degree, but she decided to go back and uh, come back to New York and actually made the point of going to live and work in Brooklyn and work for a politician in Brooklyn, and she's working for a, um, a black politician, so it's very important for her to sort of you know help her people and, and just be in the community and be a part of the community. So uh, she's all about community service. And uh, and helping people with legal issues and and really just sort of taking all of the education and learning and experiences that she's been blessed to have and passing on those blessings to others. Now, how yeah. close is this character to the real you? <laughs> um, I, I think I think it's close. It, it's definitely 
um, not 100%, at least, you know, I, I think about sort of where Colette is now. I think Maureen mentioned that they're all going through this sort of finding themselves period. And, and I, you know, I'm not going to sit on the phone and say, oh, I found myself. I know who I am. I know who I'm going to be. Um, I think we all go through a sort of metamorphosis where we, uh, you know, discover new things about ourselves and learn. And then um, we're sort of in a comfortable space for a while, and then something else happens, whether good or bad or indifferent, that sort of changes us, and we sort of change again. So I'm in a good, comfortable place, I think, right now, and Colette is just sort of, you know, she's been so used to uh, having everything be very controlled the way she wanted. She went to the, you know, she came from a good background, had money that she could go to the school that she wanted, even if she could get scholarships. So she got that bachelor's and she got that JD, so she is, uh, you know, writing her own path and writing her own destiny, and she's all about being in control. Um, and the difference between her and I is where I am in life now. I'm, I'm a spiritual person, and so I've learned to let go and let God because I can write all kinds of plans and lists, and I write many lists every day. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's in, for me, it's in, in God's hands. It's in a higher order's hands in terms right. of what is actually going to happen in my life. And Colette is definitely not there yet. She still thinks she's controlling everything every step of the way. But you walk into episode one, and her world is sort of turned upside down, and she's had no control over what's going on. So it's, it's some similarities, but it's still not, it's not just uh, a double of you at all. Exactly. <laughs> and I think you'll find that, um, uh, you know, I think Maureen again touched on this. We all, there are pieces of us in each of the characters, because I can be a diva, you know what, sometimes too, mm-hmm. I'm sure, that uh that Maureen and Ella would probably attest to that. So, um, and then I think Maureen can definitely say that she, you know, could be in control and wants to make sure that things go the way she wants them to go. So, I think there, we try to line them up not too closely, but they, they had to be enough essence of us in the characters so that we can make them believable because mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you know if you to just say oh yes yeah, so i'm going to play a crackhead tomorrow yeah not so much <laughs> that's just not something that i you know i can watch as many uh spike lee movies as i want to watch or i can watch as many other movies that i want but at the end of the day i haven't lived that life I haven't um, experienced people who've lived that life. I haven't experienced that type of hardship. God, you know, God has blessed me. I haven't experienced that type of hardship and uh, need and um, addiction of really any kind. So to to really dig deep and play that um, and also have that conveyed in 10 minutes. I mean, we are working in a form that's very short. Right. Once it's very easy to watch something like The Wire, which is great. You know, you get all this time and all these minutes to communicate all of this grittiness and and really sort of get down to the root of who these characters are, and they just have so much time to develop themselves. But in a 10-minute webisode, we only have so much time to sort of say, oh, okay, well, here's this character, here's kind of who they are, here's what they do, and, okay, by the way, here's all the crap that they're going through in their life and make it still be interesting and engaging and, at the end of the day, believable. And that was important for us was to make this be believable. Now, since you are the marketing person of the team, are you still looking for sponsors for this series? We are. And one of the things that I think 
is really important to note in all of this is, you know, we've shot we've shot three webisodes, and that was a lot. And someone might say, well, they're only ten minutes each. But if anybody has you know been a part of a short film production, or even a full blown production, or any production, whether it's a photo shoot. Um, you know, there's a lot of time, work, and effort that has to be put into sort of to, the, to preparing that. And um, we approached this this project. We shot everything over a course of probably eight to ten weeks, if you will. Um, so that was a lot of time for crew. Um, you know, getting people to commit. I have to just give a shout out to our crew and our cast because they were absolutely amazing. Um, I know that you guys talked about casting, but, you know, we had some people that we worked with before, but we had a lot of people that were brand new to who we were, and they just, people are so hungry to participate in quality projects mm-hmm. that they sort of came out, and were, and when we were like, we're casted, they were do or die, just to pack, you know, for the Rodera, still calling and saying, when are you? When is the next project? You guys are so professional to work with. We enjoyed working with the other cast members and the other crew members. Mm. And so, you know, we were only able to amass the funds to shoot three webisodes. Um, it's a lot in 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 thirty to thirty five minutes, I guess, of of content. There's a lot that happens. Um, and what we're in the process of right now is having uh, conversations with other sponsors and partners to raise additional funds to go out and shoot more. I mean, we're we love it, and we uh, we we're passionate about the story. And now, what's so amazing is that we're now passionate about the fans who are passionate about our story. Mm-hmm. So we want to um, work hard to try to get other sponsors on board. So if somebody is listening that's interested in being a sponsor, what what do they do? They can uh, either they can send us an email at sistapack at, at gmail dot com s i t s i s t a p a c at gmail dot com is one thing to write it's another to say it. <laughs> um, and even going to our website, whether it's sistapack dot com or kindredseries dot com. Uh, we have all of our email addresses on there. We have a, um, a, a voicemail account, so you can call in there and uh, listen to our voicemail and uh, leave a voicemail for us, and we'll get back to you right away. So we're very excited um, to bring other pa- partners and sponsors on board to what we consider to be you know, probably one of the biggest things that we've ever done in our lives. Yeah, and like I said, it was very entertaining and very well put together, and I'm wishing you all the success in the world. Thank you so much. And if we continue to meet wonderful, just smart, talented women like yourself um, who are doing their own thing and making their own way, and, and one of the important things I would just sort of part with this is one of the, the important things was for us was when we brought sponsors and partners on board, it wasn't about, okay, what are you going to give us and this is what you get. It was really more about building a coalition and collaborating and say, how can we grow together? Mm-hmm. Um, how can we, uh, you know, promote you on our site? How can you promote us on your site? But, it, again, it's, it, it wasn't just about finding anybody who had some money or anybody who had an audience. It had to make mm-hmm. sense. It had to be the right fit. Although and, money is good, though. Oh, money is good. There will be never <laughs> – you will never hear complaints to me. And only – you need money at the end of the day to produce a lot of things. So if you want right. to do quality work, I mean, the work that we did, there was a – a, a definitely a significant amount of investment, and it wasn't just blood, sweat, and tears. It was also dollars that had to be spent.
bent to produce what we had. But the partners like Plus Model Magazine, I mean, it's just been amazing uh, to partner with people who have a like-minded goal and a like-minded mission. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you very much for having me. And we definitely look forward to all the exciting projects you have coming up in 2010. Yes. All right. Well, that sounds well. Thank you so much, Shanice. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Okay. You too. Now, last but definitely not least is the third partner of the productions company, Ella. And let me make sure I'm saying her last name right. You might have to correct me. Ella Turin is an artist, activist, and educator. Currently, she's a professor professor and higher education administrator. In 2004, she edited a book of visual art and poetry commemorating the Haitian Revolution. Her work has been published in various anthologies, and she's performed in venues across the country as well as on stage and on screen. As a filmmaker, her work has been an official selection of various national film festivals, including the Hollywood Black Film Festival and the Montreal International Haitian Film Festival, where her short film, Woodshed was nominated for Best Short Film. She has a BA from Stony Brook University, a MSW from Boston University, and is working on an MA in Media Studies from the New School. Her next short film, Madden's Revenge, will be completed in early 2010, as well as a book of poetry on love and relationships. For Sister Pack and for Kindred, she brings a combination of creative oversight and technical expertise in multimedia and film. Let's welcome Ella to the show. Hi, Shanice. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Now, did I just slaughter your last name? No, no, you got it right. You got it right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was stumbling every time I got to it. It's not an easy one. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show. So, Thanks for how, having me. how did you fall into the entertainment industry and um, becoming one of the founding members of Sister Pack? Because, like Maureen, you have a background in in different things that aren't uh, entertainment related. Yes. Well, I've I've been uh, doing art in various forms for a really long time, uh, ever since I was in high school and even before that. Um, and actually, at Stony Brook, I have a BA in psychology, but I minored in theater and visual art. Mm-hmm. So really my my sort of hardcore dedication to the arts began in college. Um, I was in every show that there was um, for as long as I was there, and then um, I went off to get my MSW uh, after that and tried to focus on um, uh, be- becoming a social worker and, you know, thinking that um, the arts would just be a hobby, but I couldn't escape it. I just, while I was in Boston, I kept encountering other artists, and, you know, they really embraced me and taught me a lot. And when I came back to New York after grad school, I decided that I was going to work really hard um, to, to, you know, work at my craft and, and do what I love the most. Um and so that's what I've been doing for the past, you know, more than a decade now. And um, as Maureen had mentioned, Jessica and I were in acting school at the Harlem Theater Company um, 
together, and then Maureen joined us later, and, uh, you know, after we started sort of pounding the pavement and realizing how difficult it was, we decided not to wait for the industry, and that's how it happened. And actually, you know, it, it, it kind of all got launched with this photograph that we took. We have this amazing photographer. His name is Larry Lowe, mm -hmm. and he's done all of our pictures. And we wanted to enter this contest that the WB was having, and he took these pictures of us, and um, one of them really stood out. And we were like, this looks like it could be uh, something from a TV series. And mm -hmm. that actually, and then we, and then from there, we were like, well, why not? We might as well write it. And we, we actually sat down and wrote it, and that's how Kindred was born. Now your bio also says you're an activist. What kind of activism do you do? Well, for a long time, I've been doing work around um, the prison issue. Um, prison issues. We, <clears throat> in the United States, we incarcerate more people than any other country and several other countries combined. So um, it started with this organization that I was a part of called the Blackout Arts Collective, mm -hmm. um, and we were a group of artists who um, wanted to use our art to empower communities of color. And we did a lot of work around the prison issues. And from there, we developed a tour called the Lyrics on Lockdown Tour, where we were traveling to different cities, and we would perform at cafes, or we would perform at detention centers or community centers, um, and sort of build bridges with uh, other organizations that were doing activist work around the prison industry. Um, and from there, that's how I, I, I developed a course around the same thing, where I um, I teach about the prison industry, and then I bring my college students to jail to work with incarcerated youth. So mm -hmm. I do a lot of work around that, and then I, I also do have done a lot of work in the Haitian community because I'm Haitian. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that cultural piece for me has really um, been very, very important. And um, so, you know, between those two areas have been, um, you know, where my, where my activist work has sort of been focused. Now, um, going back to Sister Pack, you mm -hmm. bring the creative oversight and technical expertise to the company. Now, what exactly does that mean? Well, uh, uh, it's interesting because I've, as I've been listening to the to the the other two interviews with Maureen and Jessica, <clears throat> one of the things that you know that I really wanted to make sure that folks knew about was about our creative process. And for me, you know, the part of Part of being an artist for me is really making sure that you understand your craft. You know, Jessica mentioned how important it is to market your work properly, and Maureen mentioned how important it is for you to organize your work properly and get your production together. Um, but for me, it's really it's also about um, how you practice your craft correctly and how you make sure you get the correct training um, and you make sure that you practice your writing all the time. And for us, even writing Kindred, you know, was was almost a very sacred process where we would get together um, and and throw out ideas and hash them out and tease them out, um, and we would come to consensus and then we'd go off and write and come back together, and um, it was a really um, you know it was a really amazing process to be able to sit with two other people and have a have a meeting of the mind in that way, um, and to you know to always like I said be be kind of up on your craft as an actor, as a writer, as a filmmaker. It's one of the reasons why I went back to school to study media studies because I had been doing sort of guerrilla filmmaking for a really long time, and I wanted 
um, for myself, not 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 because I, I needed validation from anybody, but for myself to to make sure that I was well versed in the craft that I was going to be working with. Hmm. So that's that's I see how all of you uh, bring something different to the table, and it looks like it's just a, a perfect flow between the three of you. Yeah, I mean, we really complement each other in that way. Um, we're not we're not threatened by each other's um, expertise, and that is the reason why we decided to sort of pull pull um, pull forces, pull resources together, so that we could move forward um, more quickly. And it's really worked. I mean, in in the time that we spent kind of pounding the pavement on our own, um, we've we've managed to like double time, make double time on that. You know, working together and bringing all of our different sort of expertise and resources to the table. So it's been really, really great. Now you play Carmela Scott, aka Karma, on the yes. series. So yes. tell us about your character. So Carmela is, um, she's the eccentric one. She's an artist and a media person, and she sort of does media consulting. And um, she is the one that that, uh, likes to see things holistically. She likes to believe the best and tries to, to, you know, she's kind of like the ideal thinker Um, between the three of them. She's the oldest of the cousins. And, um, you know, she's kind of a free spirit. Uh, sometimes, you know, she's misunderstood in the family because people think she's weird, but she owns it and, you know, she's not afraid to kind of uh, be who she is, um, no matter how against the grain that may be sometimes. Now, your character is described as a full-figured sister that had a hard time opening up and expressing her natural beauty and sexuality. So um, through the series, does your character have an epiphany and learn to love her body? I think she does. I think, you know, as a a full-figured, curvy woman, um, you know, she she is kind of uh, self-conscious about how she looks and how she uh, relates to men. And, um, you know, there's a little bit of that going on in some of the webisodes where you kind of see her, uh, her interacting with one of, the, one of the other characters, and she kind of doesn't know what to do with herself at times. Um, and as, as the series go on, goes on, she does come into her own a little bit more and, and sort of learns to embrace herself as she is. Um, and that was really important for us to portray because you don't see that many plus-size women on television. <laughs> so it's like, it's like you know, a couple of layers because you don't see these days there aren't, there aren't that many shows that are focused on women of color, and then on top of that, those women of color are not always curvy women. So right, right. it was important for us and for me as, as somebody who's in this industry who knows what it's like to be going to auditions and, and you know, kind of being typecast and, and – um, having to deal with that and then also, you know, living in this body every day and knowing what that's like for people to see that, you know, we have the the same range of emotions as anybody else and that we deal with a, with a certain number of things that people don't wouldn't even necessarily understand or know about. So as an actress, do you find with the the lack of positive roles for your type that just drives you even more to create your own projects? Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Um, and even now, you know, it's you, you, a lot of the times plus-size women are, when I, you know, when I say being typecast and, and stereotyped, you're kind of like the the sidekick or the comedy shtick or, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's rare that you see a plus-size woman who's a leading a leading mm-hmm. role mm-hmm. and a leading role in like a romantic role or something like that or or a very serious role. And that's, you know, one of my goals as a filmmaker is really to, to help redefine that and to, to help um, the industry and society embrace just the average size woman. So it's not even, you know, it, and there are ranges of what the average size woman is, and even that's something that society has yet to embrace. Right, right. Now, besides being an actress, you're also a spoken word artist with a book of poetry coming out. So tell us a little bit about that briefly. Yes. Um, I've <clears throat> so I've been a spoken word artist or actually I'm I I should I should restate that because you know one of my favorite po- uh, poets, Sekou Sandiata, who passed um a couple of years ago, one time he was asked uh if he's a spoken word artist or a poet, and he he gave somebody like the death stare, and he's like, I'm a poet, and um, <laughs> that really stuck with me because you know, a, 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 poet, a poet it's about it's about the words whether they're read or spoken, um, and I I like to I like to think that I have the ability to to sort of um, you know be in one or the other uh, very easily, and uh, the work that I'm that I'm hoping to come out with. Is um is a is a compilation of poems that I've been writing since um, since college, uh, and a lot of us who are writers, you know, that is our therapy. We you know during a relationship, before a relationship, after a relationship, we have a poem about it. We have a poem about the ups. We have a poem about the downs. Um, about every aspect of what it's like to be in love or out of love. Mm-hmm. And um, you know my, my publisher Andre Maurice Press. Uh, I, one one day we were talking about what kind of projects I could do, and um, I realized that I had amassed like something close to like a hundred to a hundred and fifty of these poems, mm-hmm. and they were just kind of like randomly sitting around. Um, and you know we we decided that it would be a good idea to finally put them out as a collection. Um, and again, What's I just, the subject I just matter? It's, it's just all over the place of different topics? Yeah, it's different topics. I mean, there are some moments where I'm not so fond of men, and there are <laughs> other moments where I'm smitten, and, you know, it's it's like, you know, roses and blue skies and clouds and everything looks great. So, you know, I think I think it's important for, for – um, for people to be able to see that there is a range that you know sometimes we feel angry and sometimes um you know we're we're very very happy and that's what love is it's it's the entire spectrum mm, well that's definitely something we can be looking for it sounds exciting and um what else do you have coming up i know you have a, a short film coming up soon too yes so uh we we finished before we shot kindred we finished shooting our um, our our last short film, which was called Madden's Revenge, which I wrote, and um, it's about a young woman who moves in with her boyfriend, um, who discovers a nasty little secret about him, and that secret is that he is addicted to video games, 
and it oh, so it's Madden, her. just like the game, man. Exactly. I was wondering. Well, if the ga- was- yeah, the <laughs> game especially. So it drives her a little bit batty. I won't reveal what she actually does and what happens, but that's that's the basis of it. Um, just completed it, and it's it's pretty much that we're we're pretty much finished with the editing stage. You just have to do a few minor tweaks um, with the sound and add some more music. But I'm hoping that um, in the next month or so we can start submitting it to festivals. So, you know, stay tuned for it at a festival near you. So before you go, tell us all of the official websites and how we can log in and see Kindred and and where we should go. So the official website is uh, kindredseries.com. And you can also check us out at sisterpack.com if you want to find out more about the company or become a sponsor. Uh, we also have a fan site. Um, it's uh, sister, uh, kindredseries.ning.com, I believe. Um, and then you can also find us on Twitter and on Facebook and on MySpace. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure talking to all of you ladies. I'm so impressed with what you're doing and this positive and uplifting and hopefully when I get out there I can meet you all in person. We would love to meet you. Please let us know when you're back in the city and uh, we'll definitely talk and build some more. It's a a pleasure, pleasure talking to you. Yes, so keep up the good work and let me know when the next episode comes out so I can post it everywhere and let everybody know. Thank you so much, Shanice. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Okay, you too. Thanks again to all of our fabulous guests tonight, the ladies of the Kindred series. Tune in next time and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected. If you're interested in advertising on our show, being a guest, or have comments, email us at guests at plusmodelmagazine.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join the Plus Model Radio's fan page at facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. For more information about this show, visit plusmodelmag.com. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.